We're back with Trista, Ryan, and Nick on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Well, it's just so you know, it's, it's, it's a dramatic pause that was in there from the new computer, right? Get a new computer, does the same damn thing. There we go. Oh, my God, college football this weekend. I've, I know, listen, you're the diehard, Ryan, I know. But I think even if you're a casual college football fan, I know this isn't the slate we had a couple of weeks ago, but, I mean, we've got some great great matchups this weekend. Oh, yeah, some right really sneaky ones. Right too, right? Sneaky. Yeah, yeah. Right at noon. You're right, man. I mean, uh, it's definitely a weekend where you need multiple screens. Or, if you have YouTube TV or ESPN uh, Plus, mm-hmm. you could do the multi-box. But you can't good. control it. I just, I'm waiting for them to do that. I know. They know it and they've talked about it. I, it has something to do with, like, their servers. I don't know. It's a technical thing that's... Sunday ticket needs to get on that head. immediately. Yeah. I want to pick my games. But apparently that's, like... First world problems. They have, I know. Yeah. But... But DirecTV also, was able to do it, and yeah. they need to. Yeah, I, I was like, point. I don't want this mix that you're giving me. Yeah, like we don't want the Colts. Yes. Okay, like, yeah. you know what? We do want the Colts now. We don't want the. Sorry, Nick, close yours. It's Commanders. Okay. I'm not listening. Just lost to the Bears. You <laughs> should be kicked out of the league. God, you, you know be, what? You should be uh, sent to the USFL XFL merger. By the way, my rant that uh, our social team, great job yesterday putting that out there when I said fire everybody. Uh, I had somebody <laughs> literally tweet me this. This is how you know that there's nothing but. There's way too many idiots on social media. Somebody said, why would we want them to tank for Caleb Williams? He's going to be a huge bust. And that's when I said, I'm wow. logging off the internet for the rest of the night. Yeah. So that was it, because yeah. people are morons on social media, take. and you hear that. Really bad take, but that's why the uh, mute button is a fantastic thing to have, and yeah. they've kept it as it's turned into X. All right, Temkin jumps on with us, Sirius XM, college shows, Big 12 radio, but we'll go around, of course, everything and all of these great matchups that we got. But, of course, look, we got to start with Texas, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a five-and-a-half-point dog in this one now, and, uh, I mean, this is, look, two teams with certainly much higher expectations this season. It feels like a statement game for both of them. How do you see this? This one playing out. Well, first off, let me just say, if Google can't figure out the multi-channel thing where you can select the games, then no- nobody can ever. Like, how can Google not figure that out? That's Great the insane thing to me ever. Great point. And why did why do we get the worst? Especially college football. Like, why not pair like Big Twelve teams or you know put qu- Big Twelve teams? Like, it's the most random yeah. grouping of teams. Always it's like, oh yeah, two. It's always two of the four. Always two of the four. Sorry, <laughs> you just. You brought it up, and I, I had to. I had to. So hey, listen. That. If we if we all keep complaining about it, Google will figure it out. They got the money to figure it's it out. So, so I'm true. glad you're on board with us on that. Yeah. And once Google figures it out, then eventually it'll trickle down to Disney because they've got like a you know, eighty time multi you know, uh, uh, cap total. But whatever. Uh, it's got to be Google first or Amazon. <laughs> yeah. One of them. I mean, they, they have all the money in the world and all the programmers in the world. Come on, figure it out. So, uh, yeah. So, so requested. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I no, <laughs> that is that is about as good of a response you probably could have gotten for that. That's how I feel every Friday. I know it's so true. All right. So why are we so, talking about it today, again? So today long, I was so on a radio hit and I started talking. And then I go, wait a minute, what was the question? About? <laughs> I started talking about a different game that they asked me about. Well, this is you know what? I'm glad that I, I I rang that emotional bell with you because we all feel the same way about the YouTube Ford games and yeah. all that. So besides that, uh, I'm sure you'll have Texas and Oklahoma and at least one of them if you're using YouTube TV. But how do you see? that game going when it certainly feels like a statement game for both of them well yeah no question um this is you know one of the more highly anticipated matchups between these two teams in a long time and a lot of that a lot of that has to do with texas and you know for me the biggest question mark i had about texas coming into the season was you know steve sarkeesian and finishing games for two straight years they had just not played well down the stretch of games they held leads and didn't close them out and was the main reason I didn't pick Texas to win the conference this year. 
And I mean, that's they, they proved that in the Alabama game and then in the next week against Wyoming. But, you know, Alabama in that game, they hit, they hit the deep touchdown and, and take a lead for the first time. And it felt like, oh, here we go again. Texas is going to blow a lead in the second half. And, you know, they just spotted ended up winning by 10. So, you know, the next week they had a close battle with Wyoming going in the fourth quarter and they closed them out of the fourth quarter. So they're the full package. They're legit. I mean, this is, this is as good as they've been in a long time. Uh, and, you know, it, it, Oklahoma is trying to prove that they're on that level. I think when you look at the conference hierarchy, it's Texas, and I would put Texas above everybody else, and then Oklahoma in that second tier, and and probably, you know, with TCU and and K or with, excuse me with K State not too far behind Oklahoma. So, um, you know, the big prove it game for for a team that you know did not really have a viable quarterback in this game last year, which is why they lost forty nine nothing. He's these games have been very close. Every basically, I think eight of the last ten have been uh, one-score games, and I expect this one to be two. I, I, I'll take the points here, but I'm taking Texas, um, you know, money line because I, I, I just think um, ultimately they're going to win this game. They're the better team, and they should. But it's going to be a close game, like they've been really for the last decade. If Texas does get tripped up, because I'm with you, I really like Texas coming into the season, and it was because of their defense. Actually, I mean, I know they could give up some explosive plays. Uh, you know, in the passing game, but you can't really run the ball on them. We know how good they are offensively. If they do get tripped up, you know, who else other than Oklahoma can you see them losing to? And, um, you know, like, what do you think the issue would be for them? Because right now on paper, they look perfect. Other than, like, the running game they haven't really taken off with. But, I mean, they are replacing Bijan Robinson, obviously. Well, look, I mean, I came out of, out of Big 12 media days saying, well, it's a league of parity, and it's going to be a league of parity again. And I was dead wrong. And very early on in the season, I figured that out. Um, you know, the last two years, the Big 12 has been a league of parity. And it's, I thought it would be again this year. It is absolutely not. Uh, Texas, again, is, I mean, it is, it is good at the top, as good as it's been a long time, because there hasn't been a team. You look at some of those Oklahoma teams, you know, with Lincoln Riley years ago that were just dominant. Uh, and I think, you know, Texas is dominant in a different way. You mentioned it. They're, they're, they're as good on defense as they're on offense. Um, you know, so I, I, I think, you know, Kansas State's a team that is certainly built. If you're going to have, you're going to have to score. You have to be able to score against Texas because uh, they they just, you know, that was my issue last week with Kansas. Was, you know, Jason Bean can play the back quarterback, but you you're, you got to be able to keep up with them uh, on offense. With Jalen Daniels would have would have you know allowed them to do. I, I think they you know Kansas would have been in a lot better position to cover the game last week had Daniels played, but sucked for betters that thought that that he was going to play in that game and then found out right before a kick that he didn't. Uh, but I, I mean, Kansas State is a team that has an explosive offense. They've got a good quarterback, and they've got pieces on defense. Um, they lost their linebacker Daniel Green, who got hurt, and I think he's a huge loss for them. And then obviously Felix Onyeduke Yazama, who's a really good pass rusher that they lost after last year. So you know, TCU, we're, we're still trying to figure out they had a really bad loss to a West Virginia team that's playing a lot better than we thought. So we're still trying to kind of figure out what the rest of the big 12 looks like in terms of anybody else that could compete. But yeah, it doesn't look very promising right now. I mean, it, you know, I think, I think we're going to see the two best, two best teams, in the big 12. But again, I think Texas is definitely a step above Oklahoma until Oklahoma can prove that tomorrow. I played a bunch of Quinn Ewers Heisman props. He's down to a plus 750, third best odds next to Caleb and Michael Penix. What you think? Um, I was, I was trying to make the case for if Oklahoma wins this game, do you think Dylan Gabriel might get some looks? You know, you look at like QBR, he's fourth right now. He's 20 to 1. He started the season 65 to 1, so the prices came down. But do you feel like, you know, if Oklahoma knocks off Texas, he might get some looks? Because it probably has to come from their offense in this game. 
it, it definitely should. His numbers are, are ridiculous. And then you're like, oh, my God, how is he not in the conversation? Then you look at Caleb Williams' numbers, and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's a volume thing, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I mean, no question. He's having a phenomenal year. Um, and, look, I mean, he was last year, too. He just, you know, he got hurt and missed this game. And Davis Bevel, I mean, he was, it, it was really unbelievable to watch an Oklahoma team be so incompetent at quarterback. We never seen anything like it. Uh, but Gabriel had a really good year last year. The, the, the question with Oklahoma this year was their defense was so bad last year their offense put up a ton of points they just couldn't stop anybody so i mean he's you know he's been really good for a couple of years now they've got great weapons uh, with Julio farouk um you know and and anthony so i mean they, they they are definitely an explosive offense this is gonna be a really fun game tomorrow um and it's you know it's obviously the closing in the big 12 it's, it's so funny because like the conference affiliation has never mattered in this game because it's you know just always been such a great rivalry game and it's weird. Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big 12, is not going to it. Greg Sankey is. So it, it almost feels like it's ready to an SEC game. It's kind of weird. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But I, I do want to yeah. pivot over to the SEC, though, about Georgia because five straight games now, they're not covering the number. Uh, they only win by seven against Auburn, and I don't think anyone really expected Auburn to do a ton in the SEC. Alabama hasn't looked as impressive as we've seen as well. Uh, they end up taking on... Um, uh, Kentucky this weekend, 14.5-point favorites at home. What would you do here, and, and what's your overall take on just kind of how, I guess, mid Georgia has been all year? Yeah, I, and that's true, but look, I mean, they still have Brock Bowers. They still have, you know, great players on defense. You know, I, I don't, I think when you're looking overall, like, what's, you know, what's the, what are the possibilities that Georgia gets knocked off? I, I still don't think they're very good. In terms of a week-to-week play for them, I, I just—it's so tough. I mean, I, you know, I, I think like you could have never predicted, would have been very difficult to predict, you know, Auburn covering last week, or you know, so I just—I <clears throat> think there are different circumstances that go into every game. You know, Georgia's had some injuries, and so I, yeah, I, I think that impacts things. Obviously, every week, I mean, take some of these other games where you've got you know quarterbacks your backup quarterback situation or you don't know who's going to play. So I think there, it's just it's very avoidable. But, I, I mean, I do like Georgia big picture overall still. I, I don't think they're going to lose, even though they're playing close games. I just think they're a tough play right now because we're not totally sure what to expect of this offense quite yet. Talking to Ari Temkin, bet MGM tonight. Uh, Colorado, we know, has obviously been the story throughout this season, and it was fun at the beginning, and then they had a couple of uh, couple of games where you realize, okay, they, this this program still has some growing to do, and it's fine. But it's interesting. We were talking about this the other day, and they're still one of the biggest liabilities for national championship bets uh, for bet MGM, which I, is obviously crazy at this point. But they are four-and-a-half-point favorites yeah. against Arizona State this weekend. It certainly feels like a bounce-back game for them. Uh, at this point in the season, what is Colorado's ceiling from what you've seen, and you know, offensively we know what they can do, and then defensively they they've got uh, they've they've got some holes to certainly fill. Yeah, I mean, look, their 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 total win total for the season was three and a half, and so you know when you we start have the start that they have, suddenly expectations change dramatically, you know. So I think some of the things that we were concerned about with Colorado coming into the season, you know, puts them at a level that that maybe they didn't look like they were at before you know once the season got going right i mean before the season started i think a lot of people thought they were you know play the under at three, three and a half um you know and and once the season gets going it's suddenly like oh what's you know what's the cap for this you know what's the ceiling for this team and i mean you get a situation now where you get a couple of weeks of of getting beaten up and you get a really good 
uh, you know, a, away game against a team that's just not very good, that's reeling, that's injured. Um, that I mean, so this is a good spot, I think, for Colorado. Um, I, I like them big here uh, as a bounce back, especially it's just against an Arizona team that's overmatched. They look like one of the worst teams in in, in, in Division One football right now. With Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big Twelve, who do you think like the team? I mean, I feel like every year it's going to be a different team. I think Central Florida is actually set up for success. You think it's Colorado? I mean, well, look, you know. I, I think Deion Sanders is going to be there next year when they join the Big 12, okay? I don't think he's going to lead before then. And his roots in Dallas, though, you know, I mean, he he, he did have this, this primetime prep academy that kind of fizzled out. I don't know what kind of, what that did to his relationships. But overall, he's, I mean, he's got great relationships in one of the hotbeds of, of college football, high school football talent. And so, I mean, he's going to recruit incredibly well in Dallas and in the Texas area based on, you know, his history. I mean, he lived here and, and obviously played for the Cowboys. And so, you know, he's embedded here and, and that's going to give him a great, great, I mean, that's, it's really bad for Texas and Texas A&M and Oklahoma because, you know, Dallas has been huge to them. And then even going further out with LSU and, and Alabama too, um, I think he's definitely going to play a huge piece in that. But, you know, as long as he's there, that's going to happen. I don't know how long he's going to stay, but I definitely think he'll be there going into next year when they're in the Big 12 and then, I mean, you can look at – I mean, UCF has some of the same – it's in kind of a similar situation recruiting-wise as like a, a Oklahoma State or a Texas Tech or a Baylor where, you know, look, the top-tier kids in Florida and the top-tier kids in Texas are going to Florida, Florida State, and they're going to Texas, Texas A&M and Oklahoma. Um, but the kids that don't, that fall through the cracks, they're still really, really good kids, really, really you know, high-level players. They're, they're, they'll go to UCF now, and obviously historically they've gone to Baylor and Texas Tech and – and so I, I think from that standpoint, you know, UCF is, is positioned well in such a good recruiting area. Um, so, and then, you know, BYU is always, has always been a top flight program. And I think even, you know, being in the Big 12 helps them. And, and look, I mean, it's all about positioning yourself for the next 10 years and, and see, seeing what happens with the Big 12 and the ACC over the next 10 years. Ari Temkin, Sirius XM College. Always good to talk to you, man. Thanks for coming on. You guys take care. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. Yeah, I mean, Colorado's always going to be this just, like, fascinating program. But, like, when you look at, like, where they are now, it's That being gonna... said, I like Arizona State this Do weekend. you? Yeah, yeah. you're Me not too. Arizona, yeah. Arizona yeah. State. Yeah. That's a, and that's, that's the thing. Like, people start jumping on Colorado, and I get it. There's a lot there in terms of the spotlight. But that's still a program. This is their first year in a rebuild. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, what they did the first three games was pretty remarkable, actually. But I'm with Trista. I like Arizona State. Mm -hmm. Moving forward, though, like, as long as Deion stays, they're only going to continue to get better. I just question how long he is going to stay. Like, Mm -hmm. he didn't want to go there originally. He wanted to go to Florida State. I think they made the right decision hiring Mike Norvell. I think uh, Colorado made the right decision with Deion. But I don't know, man. Um, I'd say two to three years is how long he's there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The question, too, is who sticks around or who goes to the NFL draft after this season, too? Yeah. Does he keep his kids around another year? Like, how does that? Because yeah. that can make a huge difference in this rebuild. You're so, going to need Shador. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But that guy is a first-round talent right there. Uh, should we now have more confidence in Justin Fields, speaking of quarterbacks, after the last couple of weeks? Bet MGM tonight. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.